May 8th. And as we uh, turn our attention now to the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of John, chapter 5, verses 24 through 47, where we'll learn about wrath. Today, Jesus is the Savior. Tomorrow, He will be the judge. Even death cannot keep lost sinners from the judgment, for He'll raise them up from the dead. There is no escape except for faith in Jesus. If you worship God the Father, you must also worship the Son. And if you dishonor the Son, you dishonor the Father. And those who claim to worship God but ignore the Son are not even worshiping God as they suppose. They're only fooling themselves. How can anyone deny that Jesus is the Son of God when so many witnesses affirm that He is? John the Baptist, the miracles, the Father, and the Scriptures. But when people believe on Him, they have the witness within themselves. Well, with that, let's turn our attention now to the reading of the New Testament. May 8th, John chapter 5, verses 24 through 47. I, Jesus, assure you, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. And I assure you that the time is coming. In fact, it is here, when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. The Father has life in Himself, and He has granted His Son to have life in Himself, and He has given Him authority to judge all mankind, because He is the Son of Man. Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son, and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to eternal life, and those who have continued in evil will rise to judgment. But I do nothing without consulting the Father. I judge as I am told, and my judgment is absolutely just, because it is according to the will of God who sent me. It is not merely my own. If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. But someone else is also testifying about me, and I can assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent messengers to listen to John the Baptist, and he preached the truth. But the best testimony about me is not from a man, though I have reminded you about John's testimony so you might be saved. John shone brightly for a while, and you benefited and rejoiced. But I have a greater witness than John, my teachings and my miracles. They have been assigned to me by the Father, and they testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself has also testified about me. You have never heard his voice or seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your hearts, because you do not believe me the one He sent to you. You search the Scriptures, because you believe they give you eternal life. But the Scriptures point to Me. Yet you refuse to come to Me, so that I can give you this eternal life. Your approval or disapproval means nothing to Me, because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you representing My Father, and you refuse to welcome Me even though you readily accept others who represent only themselves. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other. 
but you don't care about the honor that comes from God alone. Yet it is not I who will accuse you of this before the Father. Moses will accuse you, yes, Moses, on whom you set your hopes. But if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me because he wrote about me. And since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? Yo, Refuge Radio, um, it's your host, Matt Ward. I have uh, three good, solid brothers with me. Um, we're here to talk about leadership, and I feel like what better way to talk about leadership than to have the three leaders, crew leaders, I should say, at Thompson's Concrete. Um, so today joining me, I have Tim Cantor, uh, Kenny Brewer, and Jordan Hart. How are you boys doing today? Good. How's everyone else doing? Good, I hope. Good. What's up? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so obviously with you guys being crew leaders, uh, I felt it was important to um, get you guys together for this particular uh, interview on this segment. So um, the first question, I just want to know from each one of you guys, what does being a leader mean to you? And I'll start with you, Jordan. Um, being a leader to me just means by one, you're the example of, and you're you're the first one to uh, get down you know, working hard down the basement, um, going out of your way to helping other people. And uh, even that, even if that means stop what you're doing at the time, just drop what you're doing to go help and show somebody. Right. And uh, you're not afraid to do any of the work. Exactly. Okay. Kenny, what does it mean to you? Uh, yeah, likewise. I mean, to me, being a leader, I like to lead by example. And another thing um, I try to keep in mind is I don't ask any of my guys to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. So I try to keep that in perspective. And I try to just facilitate, you know, whatever they need to grow and whatever they need to prosper at work. Okay. That's a great answer. Uh, Tim, what about you? I absolutely agree. Um, I would have to say that being a leader to me is being an example, being a light, and what that looks like, being a light out in the public on a job site. Um, and also obviously not um, asking my guys to do anything else that I wouldn't do and encouraging them to do everything to their best of their ability and what it feels like to work for God. Perfect. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and so with that, I want to ask you guys this, um, with you guys being, uh, the crew leader, how, how do you feel about, um, first of all, being assigned to being crew leader? Because as a leader, sometimes it's not something we just, um, ask for. It's just something that just naturally falls on you. Um, granted we should all be leaders just in life as we lead, um, in the city that we live in. Um, our families, our households. Um, but in this particular position, you guys are just chosen as leaders, which obviously means you guys are doing something right as a leader. Um, so how do you feel about um, being drafted as that at Thompson Concrete? Um, for me, it was the main thing of the responsibility. I've never had any any kind of responsibility or being a leader. Um, you know, so my thing was just just leading by example at first, and then everything picked up afterwards. Right. You know, uh, guiding the guys on how to do the work, how they're supposed to do it, um, having a strategy, you know, leaning on the other guys too, giving them some responsibility. Just just because I'm the crew leader don't mean we're all leaders. Exactly. We are all leaders. Exactly. So I, I give them a little bit of responsibility, you know, show some new guys and, you know, just go from there. And main thing is just uh, patience and integrity. Okay. Uh, Kenny, what about you? I wasn't sure how to feel about it at first. Um I didn't know really what exactly I would be getting into, but it was a little more challenging than I thought, but I really enjoy it. I don't like to pass up a challenge. So basically anything they ask me to do, I try to take it on. And I think it makes me better as a person. 
And also, I think it'll help mold me into a good leader. That way, maybe one day I could have a family and be actually the spiritual leader of my household. Right, right. Okay, good answer. Tell me about you. Uh, for me, I, I feel like it's a true blessing from God, um, you know, to be able to lead men on, on a daily, um, to get out there and, and work hard under, uh, you know, these these circumstances. I, I think that is um, a great thing that had been placed to me to be able to do. Okay, okay. Um, and so another question I want to ask you guys is this. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in hearing how are you guys going to apply um, being a leader outside of the refuge, outside of Thompson's, what does that look like for you? How, how would you apply being a leader um, to your daily lives on the outside of the refuge? All right. So that, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, basically being the crew leader at Thompson's created that foundation for being a leader. Absolutely. Um, now that I, I developed them, them resources and the, you know, the positive roles, um, I can take everything that I learned from there on how I formed into the Christian man that I am today and the leader I am and take them outside of here. Um, you know, just apply everything that the refuge has taught me and everything that I work, uh, you know, learn in the workplace and, um, you know, everything that the Bible says, you know, God has a plan for us, a purpose for us, and right. we are made to create, cultivate, and to tend, mm -hmm. you know, to, um, you know, things that are in our lives. And um, so all these principles and everything that I learned, you know, I'm going to take it out there with me okay. and uh, apply it with my family, my everyday walk, um, how I lead with uh, patience and, you know, with uh, with love. I'm going to carry all them acts out the same way. Okay. Kenny, what about you? I think it's a great example or a, a great opportunity for me to learn how to lead without letting my emotions rule and that way i can uh you know when some when sometimes the uh temperatures and the uh and the attitudes and everything kind of flare up you know i think it would be great for me to be able to uh handle people in a bad mood and kind of kill them with kindness like we're supposed to do as christians and uh basically just deal with the situation no matter what it is and take ownership and uh Try to make whatever I'm doing better by uh, putting my fingerprints on it. Okay. Tim? I think this gives me a great position to uh, learn skills that I can take with me outside of the refuge into daily living, <clears throat> even church, uh, community groups, uh, community, uh, just in general as a whole, the things that I can value to take with me. You know, it's a lifelong process. Perfect. Um, and then you want to share this verse? Yes, uh, this is what I, I read every morning before I go to work to empower us. Okay. So uh, first, first Corinthians 4.12, and we labor, we labor working with our hands, mm -hmm. being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure. What, is that, what does that mean to you? To me, it, it's just giving me empowerment to get up and work with our hands and work for God. And, and just another way to look at it and help us uh, just go out there and, and be lights in the marketplace. Perfect. Okay, First of all, I just want to let you guys know, I think you're all great leaders. Um, um, it was no coincidence why you guys were picked for the position. Um, just knowing you and who you guys are, um, I think you guys are all great leaders. Um, you display that every single day. Um, just the way, the things I hear about you leading your men at the job sites, um, telling the way you take care of those refuge vans, um, that's all uh, part of leadership. Um, I think another key element to being a leader is this, is also, it's not always to know well, one being the go-to um, and, and giving the instructions. I think another key element to being a leader also is to submit, simply to listen. Um, but I think you guys noted before anything is, is to serve. Um, I think being a leader is number one to serve and lead by example, uh, which 
all three of you guys do very well. Um, so I just want to thank you for one, uh, for sitting here with me doing this interview. Um, again, we have Tim Cantor, Jordan Hart, and Kenny Brewer. Uh, so thank you guys, and I love you. Love you, love you too. Love you, brothers. We're reading Psalm 106, verses 1 through 12. And here's what's going on there. In light of God's goodness to Israel, you would have expected the nation to submit to Him and serve Him gratefully. Well, instead, they sinned and had to be disciplined many times. Before you judge them, however, consider whether you may be guilty of some of the same sins they committed. Now, God delivered Israel from Egypt, but they soon forgot His mercy and ignored His counsel. He gave them manna, and they lusted for meat. They criticized their leaders. They worshipped a golden idol and would have been destroyed had Moses not interceded for them. Psalm 106, verses 1-12 through 12. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise Him half enough? Happy are those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. Remember me too, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to me with your salvation. Let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones. Let me rejoice in the joy of your people. Let me praise you with those who are your heritage. Both we and our ancestors have sinned. We have done wrong. We have acted wickedly. Our ancestors in Egypt were not impressed by the Lord's miracles. They soon forgot His many acts of kindness to them. Instead, they rebelled against Him at the Red Sea. Even so, He saved them to defend the honor of His name and to demonstrate His mighty power. He commanded the Red Sea to divide, and a dry path appeared. He led Israel across the sea bottom that was as dry as a desert. So He rescued them from their enemies and redeemed them from their foes. Then the water returned and covered their enemies. Not one of them survived. Then at last his people believed his promises. Then they finally sang his praise. Proverbs 14, verses 30 and 31. A relaxed attitude lengthens life. Jealousy rots it away. Those who oppress the poor insult their Maker. But those who help the poor honor Him.